let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Rev. Richard C. Whitcomb. In January of 2013, 67-year-old Sabine Moreau set off in her car from her home in soir sur sambre Belgium. She was headed to the capital city of Brussels, a mere 61 kilometers away. Now, normally the drive would take less than one hour. But on this fateful day, Sabine made a wrong turn, got onto a wrong road, and ended up missing her destination. In fact, Sabine Moreau drove 1,450 kilometers and spent two full days driving before she finally stopped and admitted she had gone the wrong way. She crossed four international borders and eventually ended up in Zagreb, Croatia. When Sabine finally returned to Belgium, she was asked why it took her so long to realize that she'd gone the wrong way. I was distracted, Sabine said, so I just kept going. Have you ever gotten lost? (laughs) Maybe you were going somewhere that you'd never been before and you had trouble locating your destination. The unfamiliar surroundings kept you wandering around in circles until you finally stopped and asked for help. Or perhaps you knew where you wanted to go, but like Sabine Moreau, you got distracted and ended up missing a turn or taking a wrong road. Getting lost can be frustrating. It certainly feels uncomfortable not knowing where you are or not knowing where you're going. But as bad as it is to be lost geographically, it's even worse to be lost in life. It's one thing to lose your way driving a car. It's another thing to lose your way in life. You may miss a meeting or be delayed if you miss the road geographically. But if you lose your way in life, you'll end up missing your very purpose for living. You'll not only fail to arrive at your intended destination, you'll also end up someplace in life you never wanted to go. Sadly, millions of people all around the world today are losing their way in life. It happens every day to all kinds of people, to good people and bad people, rich people and poor people. We start out in life aiming at success only to find out years later that we've missed the road and missed our destination. A couple starts off in their marriage full of hope and love. On their wedding day, it's flowers and birds singing and love, but they end up years later in a divorce court. Where did they go wrong? Man launches his business full of expectation, believing he will build a successful company only to end up a few years later bankrupt. Where did he miss the road? People join the church and get baptized and start to attend meetings, hoping to become better Christians, only to find out years later they've lost the faith, they're backslidden, and far from God. And all too often the warning signs are there for us to see, yet we become distracted, distracted with the busyness of life, distracted with other people's opinions. We may know something's wrong, but we don't stop to fix it. We just keep going. We keep going down the wrong path, making the same mistakes, never stopping to admit we're lost. Have you ever been lost in life? Maybe you feel lost today. You know where you want to go in life, but your destination eludes you. 
The good news for all of us is this. You don't need to miss your destination in life. You can arrive safely at the place you want to. You see, God's word is a roadmap for us. It has the wisdom that we all need to put us on the right road, leading us to the right destination so that you can succeed in life. If you'll listen to God and follow his directions, you'll not only know where you're going, but you'll get there without any detours. That's the purpose of our new sermon series titled Destinations. Somebody say destinations. For the next four weeks, we're going to see what God's word has to say about life's journey. We're going to discover the key truths that we all need to help us arrive at the right destination in life. But before we discover the first truth today, let's bow our heads and pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you today We thank you, Lord, that you have the wisdom that we need to get us to our destination. And so we come before you humbly today to submit to you and to ask you for your wisdom and for your grace to guide and direct us. Help us not to be distracted, but to pay attention to your word and your spirit that we might take correction and instruction and place our lives on the right road this year. We submit to you now, we bind every voice of the devil that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to give us light and life, the power to show us the right road and to keep us on the way to reach our destination. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name and everybody said, Amen. I invite you to take a moment, join your faith with mine, put your hand on your chest and say after me, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart, change my life, manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hello everyone and welcome once again to Truth For Today. It's great to have you here as we launch our new sermon series called Destinations. I believe for the next four weeks, we're going to learn the truth that will change and transform your life. If you will apply it, you're going to get to the right destination. God is going to help us to get on the right road, headed in the right direction. If you're lost today, you'll find your way. If you're headed down the wrong road, road, God's going to turn you around and bring you back on the right road. If you believe it, say amen. And if you'll join me every week and follow the teachings, I promise you, I guarantee you that the Lord is going to do miracles in your life. If you believe it, say destinations. See, friends, the good news for all of us is that God wants you to get on the right road and to reach the right destination. That's why he's given us a roadmap. It's called the Bible, and it's full of the wisdom that all of us need to avoid the pitfalls and the dead ends that will sidetrack you and keep you from arriving at your destination. God's word has the answers that will keep you moving in the right direction. Now, to help us discover the wisdom of God's word for our lives today. We've prepared sermon notes. You can find these free of charge at my website or my social media platforms. Go ahead and download your notes now. Take them out and follow along with me as we learn three important truths 
to reach uh, the right destination. And there at the top of your notes, you'll find our scripture text for today. It's found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verses 25 to 27. The word of God is on your notes. It's on the screen ahead of you. But I believe God's word has the most impact when it's in our hearts and on our lips. Amen? So I'm going to invite everybody to read it out loud together. Read it like you mean it. Read it with faith. Are you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your heart today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. I don't know about you, but I love the wisdom of Proverbs. Look at how simple and how clear God makes it for us. He talks about reaching the right destination. It comes down to one thing. You've got to get on the right road. Destination is not determined by luck. It's not determined by good fortune or by favor. It is not determined by a prophetic word. The Bible tells us getting to your destination comes down to one thing and one thing only. The road you take will determine your destination. And that's our first truth today. And here it is. Direction determines destination. Say that after me. Direction determines destination. See, friends, here's the first vital truth you need to pack up and take home with you. The road leads where the road leads. Let me say that again. The road leads where the road leads. In other words, you will end up at a destination based on the road you're on. If you want to end up at a certain geographical destination, you've got to get on the road that will take you there. If you want to go to Kumasi, you have to get on the road that leads to Kumasi. No be so. Now so. And just as a geographical road leads to a specific geographical location, so also every path you take in life, every path you're on right now, will lead to a specific predetermined location. A certain financial path leads to a specific predetermined financial destination. A specific spiritual path leads to a specific predetermined spiritual location. A Romantic path leads to a specific, predetermined romantic location. If you believe it, say, God help me. There are predictable results from predictable roads, emotionally, spiritually, financially, physically. If you follow the road of poor diet, you will end up at the destination of poor health. It's not a mystery. It's not the devil. It's the road you're on. If you follow the road of unprotected sexual activity, you will end up with a sexually transmitted disease. It's not the devil. It's not a mistake. It's the road you're on. The problem with this truth is that we often ignore it. We think we will end up at a destination based on our desire, regardless of where the road leads. But here's the fact you need to understand today. Direction, not intention, determines your destination. Good intentions don't determine where you will end up. Talent and education do not determine where you will end up. All the planning and preparation, all the New Year's resolution, all the purpose and determination won't change your destination. 
For your destination is based not on determination or intentions or your words or your plans or your New Year's resolutions. It's not decided by what you hope for, what you dream for, or what you wish for. The only thing that determines your destination is the road you're on. You will arrive at the place where the road leads and no place else. That's why God says in Psalm 25, 4, show me the right path, O Lord. Show me the right road. Point out the road for me to follow. The psalmist asks God to get him on the right road and show him the right road. He doesn't pray for direction. He simply prays, get me on the right road because the road leads where the road leads and you will end up at the destination of the road you're traveling on. Many years ago, when the Accra Mall first opened, I decided to go with two of my children and visit the mall. It had just opened, and we were living in East Legon, and we decided to go one evening and drive the short distance to the Accra Mall. Now, I had never been there before, and the road was new. So when I got to the mall, I was looking for the way to go, but I didn't know where to go, and I mistakenly passed the entrance to the car park and went on the road that led to the Tema motorway. Hey, well, before I knew what was happening, I wasn't at the mall. I was on my way to Tema. I did not intend to go to Tema. I did not want to go to Tema. I did not plan on going to Tema. In fact, I was very unhappy that I was headed to Tema. No offense. I have nothing against Tema. If you're from Tema, God bless you. Amen. But in spite of the fact that I didn't want to go there, I didn't plan to go there, and I was unhappy going there, I was going to Tema. My destination was determined by the road I was on. The road I was on would lead me to Tema. And that's how it is for all of us today in every part of life. We will arrive at a destination based simply by the road we choose. And listen carefully, friends. This truth applies to everybody equally. No one is exempted from the rule of the road. The road leads where the road leads. And anyone who takes that road will get to the destination where that road ends up. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, black or white, male or female, educated or illiterate. It doesn't matter if you're good or bad, nice or mean. The road leads where the road leads. And if you choose the wrong road, you'll end at the wrong destination. Millions of people today all around the world have arrived at destinations they never intended to arrive at because they chose the wrong road. Visit the prisons today. Not one single man incarcerated in the prison set out as a young boy and said, my goal in life is to end up in the prison. But that's where they ended up because that's where the road they took led them. Visit the prostitutes on Lagos Avenue one Friday night. You'll see women who never planned to sell their body for money. None of them said when they were little girls, when I grow up, I want to be a whore. But that's where they ended up, because that's where the road they went on ended up. Visit those overcome by alcohol, or drug addiction, you'll find the same truth. Visit those who are bankrupt 
and it's the same story. No one who is bankrupt today planned to end up bankrupt. They started out to make money. No one who's an alcoholic or a drug addict planned to end up in bondage, yet the road that they chose took them to that destination. Think about the Tema motorway again. Where does it end? At Tema. If I want to go to America and I get on the Tema motorway, will I succeed? No, because the road doesn't lead to America. You can go fast or slow. You can use your legs or a car. You can go on a motorbike or take a taxi or trotro. You can take any means of transportation. You can run like Usain Bolt or crawl like a baby. But no way does the Tema motorway end up in America. The road doesn't take you there. Anyone, regardless of color, creed, sex, ethnicity, will end up in the same place. We'll all end up in the same place that the road we're on takes us. It doesn't dead end for one person and go through to victory for another. The road is no respecter of persons. Everybody gets the same treatment. That's true of every highway, every road, every path, every driveway. It leads where it leads, regardless of who is on it. And friend, if you can get a hold of that truth this year, if you can sink that deep into your heart, it will change your life. See, the problem with so many of us in the church today is that we ignore the rule of the road. And the rule of the road is a law. It cannot be broken. You can't break it. It will break you. It works whether you approve it, accept it, understand it or not. Knowing about the law doesn't change the impact of the law, but it can help you to use it to your advantage. For you see, when you understand the rule of the road, you'll soon realize that it's your daily decisions you make that puts you on the road you're on. The Bible tells us this plainly. It's daily decisions that create the road that you're taking. Listen to Romans 6.16. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. And that brings us to our second truth today. Decisions determine direction. See, friends, here's the second truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. Your choices are not events. Your choices are a path. Just say that after me, after me. Your choices are not events. Your choices are a path. In other words, your daily decisions uh, are not individual decisions that are unconnected or unrelated to other decisions. Your daily decisions construct the road you walk on. And that road leads to your destination whether you plan it to or not. We can see this clearly from the story God gives us in Proverbs chapter 7. In this passage, the wisest man in the whole world, King Solomon, illustrates for us the truths that I'm explaining to you today. He tells a story that proves that direction determines your destination and that your decisions determine your direction. Listen to the word of the Lord from Proverbs chapter 7, verses 7 to 27. At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a youth who had no 
sense. So here's the setting. The writer of Proverbs is sitting and looking out his window, and suddenly he notices a young man. Turn to your neighbor and say he's talking about you. And as he looks, the writer realizes that he can see what the young man doesn't see. He sees the road the young man is on, and he therefore can predict his destination. Have you ever been in a situation where you knew what was about to happen? I remember one time I was driving in my car and I looked over on the other side and I saw a car accident about to take place. The people who were involved had no idea, but I saw that a car had stopped at the red light and a car was coming behind with speed and they weren't paying attention. They were on their mobile phone and I said, that car is going to hit the front car and there's going to be an accident. No one else knew but I saw what they didn't see. I saw ahead and could predict the accident. And within seconds, bam, the car coming from behind hit the car in front. And every once in a while, we get a snapshot of someone else's destiny. We can say, I know where that's going. We get a glimpse of what is about to happen to them. And that's what's happening here. Solomon sees the young man. He sees what is happening. And he knows what will happen to him. Listen as he continues. He was going down the street near her corner. Everybody say her. Hey. Walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. Now, you don't have to be a theologian or a Bible scholar to anticipate where this story is going. You may not have read the passage before, but you can figure it out. Amen? Here's a young man walking along around the evening time. The sun is fading, and the young man is thinking, hey, this is going to be a great day for me. This is going to be a great night. Ha <laughs> ha. But meanwhile, up in the window, Solomon is thinking, this is the worst night of your life. The kid thinks, this is so hot. I'm so amazing. I'm the man. I'm going to party. And the old man is thinking, you're going to die. Why the two different views? Because the young man sees this as an event. I'm going to a party. He sees this as a one-off event. But the old man sees a road, and every road has a destination. The old man knows that this is not a decision. It's a road that leads to a destination. Solomon continues, then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute, Hey, with crafty intent. She is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares. At every corner she lurks. She took hold of him. She grabs him and kisses him. Hey, babe, <laughs> you fine thing. And with a brazen face she said, Today I fulfilled my vows. I have food from my fellowship offering at home. Now, this may not make much sense to you, so let me interpret it for you. What it means is this woman is saying, I've just been to the temple, and I had a big bucket full of sin, all the men I've slept with and the things I've done, and I dumped it out, and I got forgiven. I made a sacrifice of an animal, and God forgave me, and now I've got my empty bucket, and I'm going home to fill it up with sin again. And this is how a lot of Christians live. 
We think that we can fill up our bucket with sin and then when our life is out of control, we run to the church and we pray and ask God to forgive us and God gets a big eraser and wipes it all out so we can run and do it again. Verse 15 says, so I came out to meet you. This is the young lady talking to the young man. So I came out to meet you. I looked for you and I have found you. And the guy is thinking, you came looking for me? Wow, I'm special. I'm the man. I'm like a star. I'm like a rock star. I'm like a black star. I'm like the coolest dude that walks the earth. She came out looking for me. Oh, yeah, baby. She goes on. I've covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. Woo! I have perfumed uh, my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. And this guy is like, wow, his knees are shaking, his hand is shaking. This is like a music video. I'm like a movie star. I've just walked into a nightclub and all eyes are on me. I am a superstar. And she says, my husband is not home. Yeah, I guess not. Hey, he's gone on a long journey, she said. He took his purse with him and he will not be home till the full moon. In other words, there's no hurry. We can do it one night, two nights, all week long all month long. I'm here with you, baby. And with persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk from her painted lips. Now listen to verse 22. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pieces his liver. Like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. And Solomon gives three examples of the horrible fate awaiting this young man. The guy's thinking, I'm not going to my slaughter. Nonsense. I'm going to the party. You've got it wrong. This is just a date. This is a one-night stand. It's an event. But here's why Solomon was right and the young man was wrong. Your decisions are never a one-time event. They're a road. The young man was focused on what he was doing, but the old man was focused on where he was going. The young man was focused on the immediate, but the old man was focused on the ultimate. The young man was focused on the action in the here and now, but the old man was focused on tomorrow and the destination where the man was going. Solomon then pulls out of the story. He takes an intermission and he talks to us today and says this, Now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. There's a huge lesson to be learned here. Listen to what he says. Do not let your heart turn to her ways. Don't let your heart turn to her path. Don't go on her road or stray into her path. Many are the victims she has brought down. 
And see, when we get into this temptation, we often think, well, I'm the only one. I'm unique. I can do it and get up and walk away. But that is not true. This is a path. It's predictable. And you're part of a crowd. He continues, her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is a, say the word with me, highway. Say it again, highway. Say it again, highway. Say it again, highway. Her house is a highway to the grave. Hey! Leading down to the chambers of death. It's a road, son. It's a highway. You're on a road, and that road has a destination. And I can tell you right now, the road you're on will lead you to the destination where the road leads. You might be saying today, well, you're so judgmental. You're cursing me. Friend, I'm not cursing you. I'm not judging you. I'm telling you the truth. The road leads where the road leads. Every road has a destination. And when you follow the path of sin, it always leads to death. When you follow the path of sexual immorality, you're on the road to hell. It's a crowded highway. Think about your own life for a minute. Where do you want to arrive this year? What is your destination? The sad thing is most of us can name our destination. I want to get married. I want to be successful. I want a promotion. I want to get to United States. Yet we take a road that leads in the completely opposite direction. We claim to want one thing, but we act in ways that guarantee we will never reach that destination. I want to have a happy and healthy marriage, we say. So we work all the time and ignore our family. That road doesn't lead there. I want to be respected by my children, we say. So we cheat on their mother and create confusion in the home. That road doesn't go there. I want to be financially secure, we say. So I'll spend money I don't have to buy things I don't need to impress people I don't like. That road doesn't go there. I want to have a great sex life when I'm married, we say. So I'll practice with everyone I can. That road doesn't go there. I want to have a great sex life when I'm married, so I'll watch pornography now to learn how to do it. That road doesn't go there. I want to have two children when I'm married, so I'll have abortions throughout my life until I've scarred my womb and I become unable to bear. That road doesn't go there. I want to find a godly husband, we say, so I'll date any man who asks me out. That road doesn't go there. I want to be promoted, so I'll criticize the boss and come late. That road doesn't go there. I want to complete my education so I'll party like there's no tomorrow. That road doesn't go there. I want to grow my faith so I'll skip church and watch football when I feel like it. I'll only pray when I'm in trouble. But friend, that road doesn't go there. I want my kids to be strong Christians. So I'll drink and argue with my husband. I'll fight with my sister. I'll ignore my children. I will drop them at church with the nanny and go home and party. That road doesn't go there. And when things fall apart and we realize the destination we've reached is undesirable, we come running to the man of God and say, please, you've got to solve my problem. We blame God. Don't blame God because you took the wrong road.
You know what our problem is? We're looking for a solution instead of realizing we need to change uh, roads. You've got to understand the difference between a solution and a road. I'm convinced that most people don't know the difference between a solution and a road. They don't know the difference between a problem that needs to be solved and a road that needs to be changed. A young lady meets a married man. She thinks he's the answer for her desire to get married. So she starts having an affair with him. The married man promises, my dear, my sweetheart, I love you more than my wife. I will leave her. I will leave her and marry you. So for years, this young lady continues the affair. She's a side chick thinking the man will leave his wife and marry her. She may even pray and ask other people, oh, pray with me. The man keeps promising her and their affair drags on, but he never leaves his wife. So finally, the young lady runs to the church and says, I have a problem. Pastor, solve my problem. Sister, you don't have a problem that needs to be solved. You're on the wrong road. You need a new road. What you're doing is wrong. You're breaking up a home. What God has joined together, let no desperate single sister break it apart. Don't you know, sister, if he will leave his wife for you, he will leave you for someone else. A young man is accused by his father of stealing. He knows he didn't take the money, but the pressure becomes so great, so the young man runs to swear juju. Then he starts to have bad dreams. His business goes bad, his health deteriorates, and he comes running to the church looking for a solution to his problem. But what you need is a different road. Get on your knees, get into God's word, start believing God's power in your life, and you'll find God's favor shining on you. Your problem is not the problem. The road you're on is the problem. So what's the solution? If direction determines destination and decisions determine direction, then here's the solution to make sure you arrive at the right destination. Destination, not desire, must dictate my decisions. In other words, every decision I take must be based on where I want to end up. Ask, where do I want to end up, not what do I feel like Today. Listen to Proverbs 5, 21 to 23. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great Foolishness. And when you make choices and decisions based on your desire, you become a slave to sin, you're held captive. But when you choose based on the outcome, you will arrive at the right destination. So never make a permanent decision based on temporary feelings. Many years ago, a king had a contest for all the artists in his kingdom. He asked all the artists to draw a painting that showed temptation. Then he would give an award for the one that best depicted temptation. 
Well, all the artists painted their view of temptation, and they all brought the paintings to the king to judge. One man painted a picture of a naked woman with a seductive look in her eyes. Another man painted a picture of two men fighting with hatred and bitterness all over them. Another painted a picture of a thief uh, grabbing a bag of money. But there was one artist who painted a very different picture. He painted a quiet, beautiful scene of a traveler walking along the road. At a point in time, the road divided into two. The left side said, my way, and the right said, God's way. Just after the road divided, they went around a bend, and there was a hill blocking the traveler so he couldn't see the way. From where the traveler stood, he saw the road said my way, a road said God's way. And the road that said my way actually looked pretty smooth and nice. It was level. There were fruit trees and flowers along the path. The road that said God's way actually looked a bit rough, undesirable. There were no trees, no flowers, just a dirt road with some few potholes. But what the traveler couldn't see but what you could see looking at the picture was that when the roads diverged and went behind the hill, they changed. The traveler couldn't see what lay ahead around the bend, but anyone viewing the picture could see. And the road to the left marked my way soon became rough and uneven. Eventually, it turned into a deep, muddy pit. There were savage animals and dead carcasses all around. The traveler couldn't see it. But the disaster was just a few meters ahead on the road marked my way. But the road to the right was different. After it went around the bend behind the hill, it became ever more beautiful, ever more bright. The road became paved, and there were all manner of trees and flowers. There were others walking along it, and in the distance, there was a bright and glorious city awaiting any traveler who walked God's Way. The traveler at the bottom of the painting couldn't see the road ahead. He could only see the immediate. But to the one viewing the picture, it was clear. The road marked my way led to death, and the road marked God's way led to eternity in the New Jerusalem. And that's what God says in Proverbs 4.18. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter to the full day. No happily married couple comes to their 50th wedding anniversary and says, oh, I wish we had cheated on each other more. No father sits at his son's university graduation and says, I regret making so many sacrifices. No one, no one gets to heaven and says, oh, I wish I'd sinned more. I wish I had not served God. I wish I'd prayed less. When you get to heaven, there's only one thing that matters because your life is getting brighter and brighter. And I'm here to tell you this year, God is going to bless the faithful. God is going to reward the righteous. God is going to make your path shine brighter and brighter. This is a year of harvest. This is a year of blessing. This is a year of fulfillment for those who stay pure and holy.
You've made choices based on outcome, not events, and God sees that and he will reward you. You will reach the right destination, so don't give up and don't start choosing for what pleases you. You will look back and see the danger you've missed when you followed God's path. You will look back on your life later on and say, thank God I didn't have that affair. Thank God I didn't go with that woman. Thank God I didn't steal that money. Thank God I didn't commit that adultery. Thank God I remained faithful to Christ. And the very place you suffered will be the very place God will use to reward you and bring you joy. What kept you up at night will bring you joy and rejoicing. You will see a turnaround. If you're on the wrong road today, making wrong decisions that take you on a wrong path to a wrong destination, if you're choosing based on events rather than outcome, then you can change. It's not too late to change. It's not too late to change direction. It's not too late to change your destination. You can make better decisions and end up this year where God wants you. For God says to us in Ezekiel 18, 27 to 31, if a wicked person turns away from their wickedness they have committed and does what is just and right, they will save their life because they consider all the offenses they have committed and turn away from them, that person will surely live. They will not die. Repent. Turn away from all your offenses. Then sin will not be your downfall. Rid yourselves of all the offenses you've committed and get a new heart and get a new spirit and hear the word of the Lord to you today as we've entered 2023. This is a time to cleanse your life. This is a time to repent. This is a time to get a new heart and a new spirit and make your choice to follow God's way no matter what you feel, no matter what people say, no matter what it looks like because the road leads where the road leads and when you make the right decisions you'll get on the right road you will reach the right destination somebody say amen God can cleanse anything and make it holy. Canaan was a sin-soaked, idol-filled, demon-possessed land, but it became the holy land when God sanctified. And the same thing is true for you if you will change your road. So let me ask you today, what road are you on? Perhaps more importantly, we need to ask ourselves this question. What decisions must I take this week to begin following the right direction so that I will arrive at the right destination in my faith, in my family, in my finance? For direction determines destination and decisions determine direction. Therefore, your destination must dictate your decisions. Don't follow your desires. Follow God's directives. Walk in his path and you will reach the best destination. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every man and woman Boy and girl watching or listening today, I ask you to stir our hearts, Lord. Change our view. Help us to see what you see. Help us not to look at the event, but at the road we're on. Help us to not look at how we feel, but where we are led by the road we're walking on. Today, Lord, I pray you'll give us understanding of how our decisions affect our road 
our direction, our destination. Help us, Lord, to make every decision this year in every area of our life based upon the outcome, the destination. Let us be destination-driven people in the mighty name of Jesus. I loose the spirit of the living God for every man or woman who's drifted away from the right path. For every man going astray, every woman going astray. Today, Lord, your spirit is loosed upon them here on earth. Let it be loosed in heaven to come and touch them, convict them, and draw them back to you. For those of us, Lord, walking on the right path, give us courage, give us faith, give us assurance that you see our devotion and you will take us to the right destination. We thank you by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Listen, friends, I just want to take a moment to let you know that we are here to pray for you, to bless you, to help encourage you on the way. If this message has spoken to you and God is speaking to you, be sure you drop me a message on Facebook or WhatsApp or send me an email at pastor.whitcomb at agapehousegana.org. We'd love to pray along with you and encourage you in your faith walk. Don't forget to tune in next week because next week we continue this new sermon series, Destinations. And I know God is going to do great things as we continue to study his word together. Until then, may God richly bless you. Make the right choices. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Legon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience.